Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first ever podcast. Yeah, 大家好 Hi, everyone. I'm really excited. I can't believe we're actually filming and recording our first podcast. I know. And me too. First episode. To be、Thought、honest, it wasn't going to happen. It hasn't started smoothly, <laughs> has it? Yes. I think we we both decided to do a podcast, and then we didn't realize actually how much goes into it and how bad we both are with technology. Yes. And <laughs> we had a busy morning. We thought we were going to be able to get this out done, but you、mm-hmm. know what? No. It's getting done now. I think four hours later, we've just started. Yes. <laughs> So, if you do hear、um, a toddler in the background, it's my little one, the little、yes. sassy girl I、yeah. speak about in our intro to Fools in a Walk.、Mm-hmm. So she's here. So you may hear Mama, and she may run in at some point, and that's absolutely fine. Yes,、um, <laughs> that's life as a、yep. working mum, right? Yes, it is. You know. So okay. So if you do want to hear a little bit, a bit of why we started the podcast, you can go to our intro episode. It's I wouldn't say it's our first episode. This is definitely our first episode. But just to remind you, we will, we will be putting out this podcast on I think it was June the thirteenth. Yes, it is. And then we'll be uploading. Yes, eight p.m. And we will be uploading every Tuesday after that. Yes.、Um, also, we're on YouTube and. We will have Chinese subtitles so that so if for anyone whose、mm-hmm. English isn't good, you can tune in as well. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's get started. Our first topic: we are going to be talking about working during the first trimester,、uh. which is something you have experience about, and something that I am currently going through. And as you can hear, we have a toddler coming right up to us now. No worries. Come、uh, here. What's wrong? Okay. Press done. Okay. 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 There you go. Okay. Sorry. That's life. Okay. There we go. We have the iPad nanny here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was our savior. That was our savior today.、Um, so working during first trimester, and I haven't actually told you this yet, but today I am now officially nine weeks pregnant. Yeah, I'm so excited. I know. My baby is the size of an olive. Oh my gosh! And now has little fingers and little toes. Can you believe it? I can't、no. believe that little like when you have a baby in you that it has all these things growing and you know it has a heartbeat, has fingernails and little eyes. Oh my gosh! I know it's crazy. And now forming eyelids,、oh、I think.、Gosh. Yeah, eyelids. Yeah. So just making sure our sounds okay and show、yeah. us not too far away there. Yes. Okay. So working during first trimester, I'm gonna let you kick off with it because I want to hear some of your stories and experiences and see if they're similar to mine currently now. Yes. So I had really really bad morning sickness, but mine, I, I'm sure your one is bad. But I had the one where you vomit a lot、mm-hmm. and you can't keep anything down. I had dry mouth. It was terrible,、mm-hmm. and I was still working. I was teaching at a bushiban. So, for those of you who don't know what a bushiban is, is the school that you go to right after school to improve whatever you are lacking in at school. Yeah. So I was the English teacher, and I remember telling people at work that I am sick with a stomach bug. And then someone, one of my coworkers, she didn't know I was pregnant. She was. She looked at me one day. She's like, "You look terrible. You really need vitamins. You really look." Ill, and I was、oh, just、no. thinking, I'm so ill, and I, I didn't want to say to her it's because I'm pregnant because it was so early on.、Um, but eventually, I did have to tell my director at school because I was so sick and had to take off time,、uh, off work a lot that I was just like, I'm actually six weeks pregnant, and that's how bad my morning sickness was. Wow! That I had to tell them that early on. Could you eat? In the first few months. 
no first trimester no not not couldn't keep anything down but i could keep down burgers i could keep <laughs> down chips anything that was not good for you i could keep down anything that was good for me I keep couldn't keep it down. Uh, I feel I'm I'm not as bad as you. I don't have morning sickness. Mm. Say I'm not vomiting, but I wake up feeling nauseous, and I go to bed feeling nauseous. I constantly have that icky feeling all day, and when you feel like that, I don't feel like eating. I never have an appetite. I'm never hungry. The only thing I want to eat is bread. Bread is the only thing that makes me feel good. It's the only thing I crave. It's just bread, white bread, not even the good bread. You know, not even the whole grain, brown, nutty bread. No, I just want plain white, white soft, bread. Stodgy. That is it. Yeah, I put on two kg already, yeah. and I'm only nine weeks pregnant. My boobs are huge. I've had to go up a bra size. <laughs> already i had to go back to costco and get another bra my nipples are very sore so i'm really irritated so i'm wondering how these women do it because i'm at work and i've got people around me and everyone's annoying me yeah everyone annoys me because i don't feel well who said it was morning sickness i think it's all day like i don't know who came up with that no no and then it's the little things as well that like keep you going and i remember one day i I finished work and i was going to get i have to go every week to get a scan because I have to go back to get my um, nausea pills. So they give me pills for the nausea. And if I don't take those pills, I feel really, really sick. So I go back weekly religiously and get these pills and they give me a scan while I'm there. And I remember one day I had finished a little early before I needed to go and get my scan. And I said to Colin, I'm going to go to this cafe. I really like this cafe and they do really good salads and they do really good sandwiches. And I was so excited. I got off the MRT, which is like the tube station, a train, right? The fast train, underground. I got off and I'm like really excited. I'm walking. I walked about seven minutes to get there. And I kid you not, I turned the corner and it had turned into a different shop. It was no longer there. I was so angry. So I'd been angry all day because I was irritated. And the one thing I was looking forward to, and it turned into that, we all know it, I'm not going to name it, but a really famous green sandwich shop. I was like, no, I don't want that. I wanted this sandwich. I wanted this salad. And I was so annoyed. And it just brought my whole mood down for like the rest of the day. That is, but it's true though. When you're pregnant, I feel like when you look forward to something, it's like life or death. And, I remember my husband eating my avocado that I had left to ripen and he ate it and made guacamole and I cried. I literally (laughs) cried because I was so upset that he had eaten it and he couldn't understand why. And I was like, I just was craving that so badly. That only thing I was looking forward to, the only thing I knew would get me through the day Uh and now you've eaten it. Yeah, yeah. I think he thought, you must be joking that you're reacting this heavily towards an avocado yeah no they don't understand because when you crave something it's like you want it and you want it immediately and you want it now and then when you have an aversion to something and you don't want it it's like i don't even want that thing near me so i've had i don't know if you have this and i'm interested to know if anyone else has had this and i did read on a pregnancy app uh is it nurture glow nurture nurture glow nurture glow it's such a good app if you are Uh, pregnant Um, even if you're not pregnant and you're just you know want to track your cycle it's very good it's so good yeah and i'd seen that one other person had had felt the same way as me right if certain things that I think about make me nauseous, and it's not always food related, oh yeah, it can be a room, yeah, yeah, yeah. so or a smell of something, yeah, like a smell, but in that's a, a sense kind of thing, yeah. like a room, literally mm. just a room. I so know. I teach a drama club after school, and 
I get <laughs> nauseous thinking about going in that room. Yeah. And I don't know why, but the room makes me feel mm. nauseous. So now it's like objects and rooms that are making me nauseous. A bath. I can't, I can't. I sat in the bath once and it wasn't because the water was too hot or too cold. I made sure it was like warm. It was a little cold, but it was warm. And I was bathing and I'm such a bath person. I felt a little nauseous and now that's it. If I think about going in the bath. Yeah, you're like, no, thank you. I don't need or, it. Or. So um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm really interested to know if there's anyone else who has that, or and, is it and just me? And if you me? do have an answer, you, you can find us on Instagram and send us a DM Please if you want do. to let us know. I would be really interested, and maybe we can mention it in our next podcast. Yes. Like, what things made you feel nauseous that weren't food, like sensory related? Yeah. They weren't like smell or taste. Yeah. You know, they, it wasn't food, it wasn't liquid. It was just like objects. Like, maybe just looking at an object and makes you feel you nauseous. Feel no, I, I, don't, I don't think I had that. I just yeah. had food related I just think I just thought that it would get I would be over with it and I remember going on an MRT and going to meet my husband for lunch after work Mm. and then him finding me lying on the floor (laughs) because I was so ill and I was just like we cannot go for lunch I need to go home right now and lie in bed yes yeah literally just that motion on the train just made me feel yeah I was fine as soon as I got on the train I was like I cannot do this I remember just holding it in and then getting out and literally just sitting there waiting for him to come to the MRT. I knew that I was going to get nausea because apparently if you're someone that gets motion sickness or has any ear-related problems, then you are more likely, there's a really high chance that you will get nauseous during pregnancy. I just hope it stops after the first trimester because I don't think I can carry on working if my nausea gets worse. They usually say that it will stop after the first. Uh Hi. Huh? Where is the flute? The flute? There's no flute here, my baby. The the squishy. Oh, the the squishy squishy fruit. It's in there in the living room. It's there. You can look on the table. It's somewhere there. (laughs) Sorry about that. Okay. Um, So. She wants the squishy fruit, which I keep telling her, don't put in your mouth, but she keeps putting it in her mouth. (laughs) But um, going back to the place that Hmm. makes you feel ill. I had really bad motion sickness as a child on the airplane. And every time we'd walk down that aisle towards the airplane, as soon as I'd see that aisle, my stomach would turn. Yes. Because you know. I do have that. Okay, okay, thank, thank you. you. Go sit. Go watch your movie, my love. <laughs> so, um, I do know that I have that type of nausea, but I didn't have it during pregnancy. I did not have um, first trimester. I didn't have any place that made me feel nauseous. I just couldn't drink coffee. I love coffee. Mm-hmm. I can have like seven coffees in a day. And when my nausea hit, I couldn't even smell or look at a coffee cup. It would make me really? want to vomit. So yes. that's an object, isn't it? That's yeah. looking at an object. Yeah. So so I'm interested to know. So you said that you had a really bad stomach bug when you were working in your first trimester because you didn't want to tell people yes. that you were pregnant. I just told them I had um, gastro. <laughs> and uh-huh. that's when people were like, you've had gastro for a long time. I think you need to go <laughs> get yourself checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually I was just like, I can't keep telling them that I have gastro because I ho- they're going to think that I have a disease or something yeah that's you know something's not right yeah what i'm really interested in and we've been speaking about this for a while so you told people how far gone were you when you were telling people you were pregnant okay so they say to wait 
till your first trimester's over. Yes. I literally told my director and my husband when I was six weeks pregnant. And then I went for my first scan, which was seven weeks. And I saw the heartbeat and I was so excited that I went home and told everybody. I just couldn't hold it in because I was just so excited that I'm going to be finally a mom because my first pregnancy, I did not have any fetus inside the egg. So I was really not upset, but I felt really down because I had to start the whole process of trying again. And so I just told everyone. But that's my take. So here's what I've been thinking about it recently. And this might seem a bit controversial, but... I haven't told, I've told a couple of people, not through choice, which I'll go back to later, it's related to work again. Um, and then also to have a good support system, I told you, you were the first person I told, because yes. I needed that support, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I needed someone who had been through it also. Um, but why don't we tell people until a safe zone? Now I get it, some people might want to experience so say they have a miscarriage because it's really common or something's wrong chromosome and they they want to abort and they're they're worried that people are going to judge them i was thinking the other day do you think by people not talking about miscarriages and not talking about abortion because chromosomes and those tests that you have to get done right and things like that do you think that's still making it a taboo subject yeah i definitely think it's a taboo subject that's why um they tell woman to not say anything but i do think if you are okay with sharing that's your choice yes and you are okay with going through with the people that you've told because some people don't some people do that because they they don't like to share things personally and be emotional really really you know sensitive and it is a big thing that you go through but yes but i feel like if we were more open about it and miscarriage is very common and if it was spoken about more then maybe it wouldn't be such a taboo and yes it would be like look i'm pregnant i'm not at the safe zone yet but it's okay to talk again each to their own and i get that some people want to go through that themselves right because i'm not someone who posts on instagram or on facebook if someone's died or if if i'm going through something i like to just deal with that on my own but i'm just wondering like miscarriage i feel should be spoken about a little bit more and you know what i think the more people speak about it the more other women will feel comfortable to talk about it yes um so that's why you know it is something that is good to talk about on this platform as well because i want women to feel comfortable to be able to share these stories with us as well um but i do think like i was when i told everyone i did say look i'm very early if it happens i'm happy to go through this with everyone of course i'm going to be sad go through all the emotions Mm -hmm. um but not everyone is like that. Some people just want to act like nothing's happened and move on. And some people want the support. So I think it is... And it I is feel like you actually know a lot about these things that have happened. And we're not going to name names because that's their story to tell. And maybe they will come on the podcast and they can tell their story. Yeah. But you've known a lot of people that have had such unique experiences with pregnancy. And you've informed me of those stories. And it's given me more knowledge yeah. that... It actually prepares you more and makes you think about things more instead of being so scared all the time. Yeah. You would think that these stories would scare you, but actually it just makes you a bit more prepared of, and realistic about things. Yeah. So I do, I, I like, you know, of course, tell people like it's okay to be excited. It's okay to worry. It's all very normal yes. emotions that you go through. 
Um, but I also, like I said to you, pregnancy is great. Like you only hear the horror stories, right? People always tell you the horror stories. No mm-hmm. one ever talks yeah. about the fun, how exciting. I had a lovely pregnancy. I loved my pregnancy, even though I had, you know, a bad <laughs> first trimester. My second trimester, you know, I put on a lot of weight. I put yeah. on, I think, how many is it Four in stone? stone. Yeah, I so think I, the same th- as my mum. I yeah. called my mum yesterday and she still doesn't know, but hopefully by the time this has been released, she will, obviously. I don't want her first time to yeah. find out that her only daughter media. is pregnant for the yeah. first time on a podcast <laughs> yes. um but yeah she also put on four stone yes so but she said she just ate whatever and i ate whatever i wanted as soon as i felt better i and actually oh that's more than four stone four stone is 25 kilos okay so i, I put on 30 so i just want to <laughs> let everyone know i feel that it is okay you can do what you need to do you can do um be as happy as you want, eat whatever mm. you want. Don't worry about all the comments that people say. Of course, they tell you stories because they want to be able to relate to you. And it's so true. You only really hear about the bad stories. Yes. And so I was just saying, like, you know, uh, and even the bad stories, sometimes they're not bad. No, it's just, no. To I've, them, it's bad, but actually, it's a good experience to hear about. Because I watched a TED talk not long ago. I need to get the details of that so I can link it below. And it was so good. And it was. Um, how to we should normalize labor not being normal mm. pregnancy shouldn't be mm-hmm. normal like what is normal anyway but also it doesn't it, when you give birth especially with labor but also everything everyone's unique when you give birth something's going to happen it's not going to be normal and if it is normal and nothing really happens and everything goes to plan that's not normal yeah you know so we need to legalize not legalize we need to um change our, our way of thinking and, and normalize understand. normalize not That's legalize the word that we were, it's, I was a, it's about illegal it. to not be normal and have birth yes. no so right so back to first trimester and working so, so do you have any stories yes, you want well, to share my my boss found out i was pregnant because i i, I have to admit i'm i'm quite an emotional oh. <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> she's also emotional she's excited. <laughs> she is also emotional um i i am quite an but when I'm not feeling well, I'm very irritated and I got really frustrated at work about some admin work and I overreacted about something and I know that. And to be honest, I might have overreacted whether I was pregnant or not pregnant. I don't know. I just, I overreacted. And then the next day, my boss pulled me aside and said, you know, are you okay? You, you, that wasn't a normal reaction for you. Yeah, so yeah. that reaction had stood out to him. And I kid you not, I sat there for about 15 minutes coming up with all these different excuses of why I reacted that <laughs> way and why I felt that way and how it's his fault <laughs> and how it's the school's fault and it's this and it's that. And then he was like, right. And then I just went, well, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh. No, no, he wasn't. He went, oh. <laughs> Because there Wait. is also someone else at our school that's pregnant. Um, and People are co- also trying to get pregnant. Yes, and then you were unfortunately away for yes. for a reason, which maybe we can talk about it's, soon yes, in the podcast can. also, especially with childcare. Yes. And um, so there was but teachers absent and all of this going on. So he was a bit gutted about it. And then he just realized his reaction wasn't the best and then looked at me and was like... Congratulations! <laughs> but at that point, he did this, and I was like, "Is he just going like this? Congratulations!" Or with does he want a hug? Or does he want a hug? Like, but I was like, "Do I just stand up and hug him? What do I do? Don't I?" And then I was just like, "Okay, thank you." And he was like, "Right." And then he was like, "Well, well are you going to get married?" And I was like, "Well, I'm going through all that process now, but it's a very Asian way of looking at yeah. it. Like, you're having a baby and you're out of wedlock." Yes. You know. So I mean, um, that's another thing. Yes. 
And then I said to him, you know, I, I'm really early. I think I was only four weeks at yeah. the time, four or six weeks. Six, six I think. weeks. Yeah, yeah. six. And um, he was like, right, okay, now I'll keep an eye on you. And and, and he went, now it makes complete sense. Yes. And then he just didn't say anything on it. And I was like, did I just use my pregnancy as an excuse? I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did I, or was it legit? What did I overreact? No, but I really, because honestly, I wasn't feeling hormones. Well. It's crazy. If pregnancy hormones, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a valid reason to be telling your boss, like, actually, I'm just pregnant. Yes. And I'm going crazy. With I know, hormones. and as the weeks have gone on, I've I, I've told more and more people. As you know, we've got a, a friend, and uh, again, it's hard not to say people's names. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we have a friend, and he just kept guessing things because I kept saying things like, "Oh God, can you smell that board pen?" He'd be oh, like, "Yes." Oh, you've got good sense. I remember. Smell. Are you pregnant? And I was like, "No." And I was sitting behind <laughs> her, and I remember being like, "I can smell, smell it too." too. <laughs> yes. And then later on, she's like, "Did you smell?" I'm like, "No, I did not no. smell a thing." <laughs> Don't want anyone to know that yeah. you were pregnant just but he, yet. He kept saying stuff that was obvious I was pregnant. Now his wife's a gynecologist. Yeah. Oh, is it a gynecologist yes. or a pediatrician? She's a gynecologist. She's a gynecologist yeah. and she delivers babies. She'll and be she's on the great. podcast soon to be interviewed. Yeah, she's a great doctor. Yeah. She, um, but yeah, so he, and obviously he's got a child and he was just picking up on everything. So eventually and he's I was like, like I've is got there a, anything you want to tell us? Yeah, and I was like, no. <laughs> I even lied to him one day. Well, I didn't lie. I said I got a bag of beer in here but it was actually a non-alcoholic yeah. beer for me and alcohol we go, for you. yeah yeah um so yeah so i've eventually started to tell people um and more so because do you know what if something does go wrong you're okay. i'm gonna have to deal with that yeah. but they're gonna know because i'm gonna have to take time off work yes. i'm gonna have to do so they're gonna be like why is cat not and i'm sure when you are going through it you're gonna want that support yes. everyone needs support even yeah. if you think you're not gonna need it you're going to want someone to just tell you it's okay what you're going through and mm-hmm. we're here for you. Even if it's just to listen to you be upset. Yes. Yeah. And I and it, if something does happen, I hope it doesn't. Everything's healthy. Everything's good. I'm healthy and good. I'm just nauseous. But, um, you know, I have my... In two weeks, or a week and a half, I have a, another checkup, and it's like the big one where they check the chromosomes. And she's going to do her sure. NIPS test. Yes. NIPS is the way you test if you can see if there's any extra chromosome in your baby, make mm-hmm. sure your baby's completely healthy, you get your options. So and yes. if you carry certain genetics, yes. a genetic test. And I feel like once I've done that, if everything's okay, I'm just going to tell people because yes. I'm so fed up of trying to hide yeah. it. I'm so bloated. <laughs> I feel like I look nine months pregnant. <laughs> no. Honest to God. I'm so constipated as well that my stomach, because I get really bad IBS, my stomach is just swelling. So I'm trying to wear more baggy things. And you know me, normally I dress quite smart, right? And she loves to dress very slim on top because she's got a tiny itty bitty waist and then she wears a skirt so you know she's been wearing lots of pants and a lot of baggy tops yes. and people are probably noticing like I'm why so are you dressing like this bloated yeah. and constipated were you constipated no you were the opposite, I was the opposite you? so I had a lot of you know upset stomach and I must be honest I was working at the cram school <laughs> and there was one day where I really needed my stomach was not well and I told the little boy, it's a one-on-one, and I was like, I need to go and make copies. And I went, and I went to the bathroom, did my business, came back, and was like, okay, I'm back now. And then he asked me, where's your copies? And I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> I decided that I didn't need them, but I was literally gone for about 10 minutes. Like, I, I was, it was, it was not a good day. I remember just sweating, you know, one of those ones where you just Did sit you down and sweating. Did you have to keep going to the bathroom while you were at work? Yes. And I had dry mouth, like such bad dry mouth. I remember talking to I the cast. I get dry mouth. And I was just like, if I don't drink water right now, I'm going to vomit. Because it made me, I was like literally swallowing my it felt like I was going to swallow my tongue. And then I was just like, I need water. If I don't, I, because it was making me feel ill. Yeah. The more, I, I, it was just so dry. I remember just being like, how do people live through the first, tri- I mean, is this what pregnancy is like? No, yeah. No. Can't do it. I know. I did an oral test with a girl and for oral, they have to sit opposite us or stand opposite us and they have to answer questions. And I remember thinking, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. And then in my head, I just kept thinking this poor girl, she's only like se- seven, eight years old and I'm just going to throw up in her face like while she's doing an mm-hmm. oral, you know, like I was so scared. But, yeah, I wouldn't say it's easy. I think I I tried to research the percentage of women that work during pregnancy. And actually, it's not much different from the 60s. The women in the 60s, man, they went to work when they yeah. were pregnant. And it was really hard to find, especially from country to country. There was no, like, percentage. But it roughly worked out around 60 to 70% of women stay at work during their first trimester. And then it was something like 20 or lower than that or something will quit during their first semester because they can't handle it. Because it's like literally people, you are so tired, you are so ill. You just think that it's never going to end. I feel like that now. Yeah, I actually had a friend who couldn't keep any food down the whole pregnancy and she had to be put on a drip because she was just so ill that she couldn't eat anything. That's awful. So... You know, luckily we don't have that, but no. I was just thinking, and it is, it's terrible when even, you think about yeah. it. Even starting this podcast has been like it's something I've really wanted to do. I really wanted to create this space in Taiwan for foreigners and for Taiwanese women and to be able to compare. But I've even struggled. Like sometimes you'll message me and I'm like, I've got to go to bed, Cheryl. Yeah. Or like in the morning, I cannot message while I'm in the car because yeah. while the car's moving, it will make me sick. And by the end of the day, hence why Cheryl came here today at nine, nine o'clock. And yeah, it's 1.30 now and I'm starting to get a bit worse, but I I will take my nausea tablets. And I, t- I kid you not, by four o'clock, I'm going to be really bad. By yeah. eight o'clock, I have to go to bed because it's just I would... It's constant. It's constant. Yeah. I would rather be asleep than feeling That's sick. Was like let's just get it done we were having so many technical issues we, <laughs> yeah, we so realized many, now so like many. we knew it was going to be hard to start the podcast but we didn't realize there were so many little things that go together so stick with us guys yes, because the sound will get better the lighting will get better everything will get better just we need to learn again if you have any tips or tricks or have a podcast please let us know anything that you struggled with that you overcame so that we can quickly overcome it. so now yeah i want to go to we like to end our segment with you know east meets west west uh, meets east oh, oh yeah i want to say west meets east because yes. we're westerners meeting oh, yes. the east yes 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 and, and you start first yes, because so i want to add a few little things that well I the reason that we about. wanted to start this set we each week we're going to do a segment which is west meets east because there are so many different things in taiwan that the women do here that we don't know about and we don't do and vice versa, that we know about, that they don't know about. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Also, I heard you having a chat in the office the other day about statistics and how here certain statistics, like certain levels for gastational diabetes, it's a lot lower here um, or a lot if, higher. Yeah. So like, like you know, back home they'd say, oh, if you have this much, then you have it. But if you were here, 
that would mean you have it really bad because yes. they always make it more like BMI yes. in England is different to the BMI yeah. here things like that so the first thing we wanted to talk about which kind of links into first trimester is folic acid yes and I'm so shocked by how many women here know nothing about but, folic acid yeah. they I, know I, to be honest like we were trying to conceive my daughter mm. and I went back home I'm from as you know from South Africa and my doctor was like Start taking folic acid now. Take all your prenatal vitamins now yes. because you're trying to conceive. It will help you. And it needs to be this much, 800 IU or UI. I, I can't remember which way round The one is. you got me is 800. Yes. So yeah. make sure it's 800 at least because he, he he was saying like, you don't your body doesn't absorb all, all of it. So you want to take more so that you and your fetus can absorb most of it right mm-hmm. and then when i came back here i asked the doctor she they never prescribed anything they didn't say like oh you should take this and this and just like you said at your eight weeks eight weeks is the first time i heard about folic acid yeah. from the doctor now like, you can take it it's i knew see now i knew about it before because i'd done research about because yes. i was trying to get pregnant because previously i had an eptopic pregnancy which again we'll do another episode that's a whole new episode but I, I took folic acid three months before I got pregnant because when I researched and I'd asked other people, they say you should start taking folic acid before you get pregnant. Yeah. Not when you're pregnant, before you get pregnant. At least three months before you get pregnant. Yes. And then you can take it up to 12 weeks yes. after you're pregnant. So the reason that folic acid is really important, um, I noted down a couple of things here. So... It helps with neural tube development yeah. and spinal bifida. Is yeah. it spinal bifida? Yeah, 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 spinal bifida. And it helps with the natural... Well, it helps with your child growing, the growth, and to stop all of these, like, spinal bifida disease and helps with the neural tube development. But things basically, like that. Basically, anything like a deformity that mm-hmm. you can prevent. Of course, not all deformities are preventable, you know, but it helps. Yes. So it's Do you know really what else good. it helps with? Fertility. Yeah, fertility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yes. does help. That's If you're struggling to get yes. pregnant, start taking folic acid. Yes. It may help. And of course, we're not doctors. We're not mm-hmm. saying that we are. Um, we're just like telling you our take on yes. what happened to us when and we what were we've taking done. it. Um, so you can always go and talk to your doctor because I did talk to my doctor about it before I got pregnant because I had to have some tests and exams before pregnancy and I went and got my ovaries checked and my ovary age checked and she said to me oh yeah you can take folic acid so I was like okay so I did check it as well but go to your doctor ask as many questions if you're trying for a baby what do you need to start before you get pregnant and then what can you take after because honestly they only told me this at my eight week i had to ask and it was a separate doctor everybody is different maybe you are like oh i didn't even know i was pregnant that's okay yes but we all want healthy happy babies right Mm -hmm. so it's always good to make sure that you're taking the correct prenatal or as soon as you find out you're pregnant Um, start taking it and if you're trying take it before and there's also another thing so i don't know about in the uk but in south africa when you find out you're pregnant you get a blood test done 
immediately, even oh. four weeks, five weeks. You go in for the blood test. You make sure everything's fine. Here, they don't do that. No. I was so confused. I was like, where's my blood test? I asked that at my last scan, and they said, oh, when we can't do blood tests until after 10 weeks. Oh, no, but they're talking about the nips, like making sure everything's okay. But this blood test is just to confirm you're pregnant. Like, you know, like they usually... Oh, no, they just pee test here. Okay, so for us, that's what we did when we first find out in South Africa my sister-in-law they they gave her a blood test and then they were like yes you're pregnant and your um, hormone levels are like this and like this it looks good um, now we just wait they apparently can tell you oh your, your hormone levels aren't high enough so you need to take an extra I don't know maybe to prevent miscarriage I don't know if it can oh that's but, interesting yeah, th- okay. because she was like oh my hormone levels are normal so it's good and I was like is there something you can test she was like yeah they make sure that your hormone levels aren't too low because mm-hmm. that could mean something bad. I'm not yeah. sure if it's miscarriage. But I was like expecting that they do all those tests and then I got there and they said, oh no, we just do a scan and then you will do your 10-week NIPS test if you want. You can also say that you don't want to have it tested. Yes. Um, so you have the option. But mm-hmm. I still got it done. Cause In England, they don't really do anything until your 12 weeks. Yeah. Like yeah, my friend. everything here is yeah. earlier. Like, I don't know why. I do like the healthcare system here yeah. in terms of that. It does put your mind yeah. at rest. Um, Didn't you say that in England they have their first scan at 12 weeks? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can at have 12 it weeks. Yeah. at seven weeks is the earliest you can go here. But I know there's um, someone that I knew recently that's trying. And <clears throat> I said to her, do you, have, do you take folic acid? Yeah. You're, you're trying, what's folic acid? And I was like, oh my God. And I had to send her loads of research on it. And, and I gave her some and said, you know, give it to your doctor. Talk to your doctor about yes. it. Don't I don't want to prescribe yes, you with yes. something, you know. But I, I'm, I think she started taking it and she's... Yeah, she's happy about that now. So, folic acid, guys, if you're Taiwanese and you don't know what it is and you're trying or you've just found out you're pregnant, start as soon as you can. Yes. And I took, I thought I took too much. Yes. She was so worried. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm taking too much. It was over a thousand. Yes. And I did ask our friend, who is a gynecologist, I was like, can you take too much? Because we found a... Mm -hmm. um, an article that said you can take too much and she was like you're not drinking a cup of it that's taking too much she was like, <laughs> yeah. if you're taking two tablets that's fine three tablets that's fine but she was like just keep it to a thousand and you'll be okay because you need it your body's not you're yeah. you absorbing some of it your baby's absorbing some of it of course you're feeding your baby and she was like and the rest gets you know flushed out with your pee so i was like okay Okay. I was like, I'm not pregnant. I was just wondering. <laughs> yes. And B6. B6 is really good. It, also, if, you if you're nausea. feeling nausea as well. So, yeah. I think that's our West meets East. Yeah. So, that's, I think that's enough for us to cover for our first episode. And to end the podcast, I would like to ask you. So, in your first trimester, what are you using? What am I using? Products like that products. you love. I did a reel on our Instagram. So, if you want to go and see a bit up close with a bit more detail, go and check that reel out. But I put them here, actually, just on the side. So, I use vitamin C rose oil. Um, bas- is this bio bioessence bioessence i just got this on shopee it was about a thousand something nt so just over yeah. 25 quid around a thousand nt not too badly priced i mean no it's an oil higher, as well it's worth it probably yeah and it's vitamin c so a vitamin c on the tongue on the bum on the hips on Everywhere. the boobs <laughs> my boobs oh my god yeah i used to lather myself up i like, bet <laughs> Start as soon as you can. Sometimes I'm lazy and I go to bed. Oh yeah, I do and the then same I thing. got um, this is a 
the cat the skincare yes, that you the, use as I well. I like to spray. I like the spray. Is it Sukin? Yes. Sukin. And this is just rosehip oil, also safe for pregnancy. What I've researched, <laughs> so what I think. So also check with your doctor. And if it's not, please let me know. Because yeah. <laughs> I use this every day. Send us a message. Yeah. And then I think everyone's favorite. I put, pop down. Oh, yes. Pop down I here. I also use this. Cerevive. Yes. By the way, none of this is paid either. Just letting you know. I mean, definitely no, not. Yeah. We don't. We're not a big enough yes. a platform. We for, would just thought um, it'd be nice to you know let you know what we yes. really enjoy. I also like to say that I use so, bio therapy. oil. So I don't know how much it is. I haven't used it in a while. I only used it when I was pregnant because I was like, I don't want too many stretch marks. And you can get smaller yes, amounts. So I got small one, but I actually used it so often because I used to la- like literally get out the shower and put it everywhere. Even on my face, I was like, it's going to keep me young, <laughs> but maybe not. But it's something that's I... great. I think it's a bit pricey here, but it's not too expensive. It's cheaper than these options. Yeah. Though I did watch, there's a YouTuber I really love called Taylor R. She lives in Hong Kong. And um, I watched her pregnancy videos. And she, I need to go back and, and find it. Someone sent her a message saying bio oil is really bad for babies when well, you're uh, pregnant. I oh, mean, really? you've got a healthy, beautiful girl. So oh, it's my not goodness. a problem. Okay, so don't take that advice to I don't know we though we will do some research we do need to research one. that because yes. there was a reason and she stopped using bio oil and oh, I can't wow. remember why I need to find there out there is why. also a Clinique one there's a Clinique um, body oil Clinique, yeah. and it smells amazing it was just really pricey it's about 3,000 4,000 NTD per 50 mils. Did you use it? Yes, I got it, it as good? a gift from my very lovely cousin who gifted it to me and I literally used it up in like two weeks <laughs> because I love I love the smell. Like I put my clothes on and it would just make me smell so good. It's um, such a good skin color. But yes, though. so if you are looking for something, you should take a look. Okay, so next week, what are we we're gonna upload again on Tuesday? What what's our topic gonna be next week? We are going to talk about sex during pregnancy. <laughs> I bet you've got some funny stories. Yes. I definitely have. And I'm only first trimester. Good God. I don't have a bump. My bump's not real. It's just blood. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. It's going to be a lovely... Position. Um, yes. Positions. We're going to talk about, you know, products that, again, at the end, I'll talk about things that helped a little bit. But, yes, it's a very taboo subject, but I think it'll be fun. And again, if, if you're a sensitive person, please remember that this it's podcast not is not for, for you. you. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be going into every nook and cranny that yes. we can, speaking and about remember, everything. remember, no judgment here, and we'd like to keep it nice and open. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us yeah. for our first episode, yes. and we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.